for this, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. All Saints Sunday is really one of the great holidays, one of the great days in the Christian year. I think almost next to Christmas and Easter, which are the high holy days of the church, that All Saints Day is one of our most important Sundays. Every November, as we come to the end of the church year, we celebrate all of the saints who have gone before us, down through all the centuries and especially in our most recent time. All Saints Day comes right before the start of our new Christian year. You will remember that Advent, not January, but Advent is the start of our Christian year, which says to us, as we come to All Saints Sunday, that the end is the beginning. Every year we celebrate All Saints Sunday almost as the last thing we do in our church year, right before we start again the Jesus story. Every year we go through this cycle. We end with the saints and we begin again with Jesus. This is the ongoing story of the church, the ongoing story of the saints from Jesus himself right on till today. The New Testament talks a lot about saints. It always is praying for the saints and is always lifting up the saints. And saints are people in our lives, in the church, who basically walk the way ahead of us. Saints are the ones who teach us the faith. Saints are the ones who serve others and show us what it means to serve Jesus Christ. Saints are the ones who model for us the life of faith. Saints are the ones who walk ahead of us and say, hey, come on, this is the way that leads to life. This is the path to walk. You know, many of you know that uh, I like to hike. And there's a thing about hiking on a mountain trail. 
If you get on a trail that not very many people walk on, there's, there's this thing that is bound to happen at some point. You're walking along the trail and it, it, it disappears. You don't know where to go, and, and you kind of, you know, walk over here a little, and you walk over there a little, because you know if you lose the trail, you might not get back off the mountain. That having people go before you on a trail means that you can see it, that you can follow it, that you can get on the trail and go where you need to go. And that is what our life in faith is like. Those who go before us, they make the trail clearer for us. They show us the way that leads to life so that we might follow. They are the ones who share the faith and their love of God in Jesus Christ with those who follow. But here's the thing. Saints are not perfect. You know, sometimes we get this idea that to be a saint is to be this perfect person, right? You know, like I'm praying all the time. I never say anything that I shouldn't say. I'm just so perfect. And that is not the life of the saint at all. The only perfect person was Jesus. The rest of us, we always fall short, but we do the best we can. One of my favorite saints of all time is Jerome, who lived like at the end of the 4th century and into the 5th century. And Jerome is known for two things. The first thing is that he is the guy who translated the Bible out of Hebrew and Greek into Latin. Now you're like, I don't read Latin, I don't care. But here's the thing, this was in the early church. It was a Roman Empire and everybody spoke Latin. Now, while most people couldn't read, when it was being read to them in Hebrew or Greek, it meant nothing. But Jerome, putting the Bible into Latin meant that people could hear it. They could take it into their lives. They could memorize it in ways they couldn't before. And so he, he really made the path clear for so many people. But the second thing about Jerome, you ought to know, is he's often thought of as, uh, you know, the, the saint of the cranky people. He's the saint of the cantankerous ones. Because by all accounts, Jerome uh, had some anger issues and his tongue was pretty sharp and sometimes he said things he shouldn't and yet he is a saint of the church. Why? Not because he was cantankerous and cranky, you know, like some of us get at times. Not because he, he, he was somehow perfect, but because he used the gifts and the graces that God had given to him for the good of others. He used what God had given him to help transmit the faith. He used the things that God had given him so that others might see the way and walk in it. That friends is what a saint is supposed to do. We use our gifts for the sake of others. You know, I think about Shirley Aikman, and, you know, her family just says Shirley was 
called Sweet Shirley because everybody thought she was sweet and gentle and kind. Well, that's who she was made to be. She wasn't perfect, but she poured that out so others might see. Or Billy Coon. Uh, Billy had one of the active, most active minds her whole life. She was always studying the Bible. She was always saying to the rest of us, there is more to learn about the Bible. There is more to learn about your faith. There is more that you can learn. And not only that, I mean, there wasn't a thing that Billy didn't do in this church because she felt like she could do things and she could give of herself for the sake of others. Or think about Sandy Ferguson. I'll tell you, one of the things I love about Sandy, and this may sound a little strange, but she was the mom of three boys. And so Sandy, in transmitting the faith, kind of lived outside the box. And by that I mean because she had three boys, she did scouts. She did, she went camping. She did the things that would nurture and encourage in her three sons the faith that she had in her own life. You know, to be a saint is not to always live according to what other people think you should do or how you should live or how you should transmit the faith. It's being the person that God has created you to be and to reach the people that God asks you to reach. Think about Becky Gregory. Becky is one of the saints who was so active in our mission work in this church. There, there was a constant sense of her wanting to reach out into the community to help and to serve others. It's such an important part of our identity here at the village. But here's the other thing about Becky. You know, she had that little bit of sassier reverence. And, you know, you've got to love that because this is one of the saints who says, you know, to be a saint isn't to be like, you know, this stuffy. It, it's, to, it's to be able to laugh. It's to be able to enjoy life. It's, it's not to take yourself so seriously that you're boring the rest of the world. Not that any of us here do. But, but that gift of Becky is something that, that really was infectious and lives on for so many. And of course, uh, I can't forget Dee Maley. And even though she only came to this church in the last few years, her whole life was given over to transmitting the faith in different ways to different people. And when she came here, she, it wasn't like she would say, well, I'm new at this church. I better not. I'll sit back. No, she used her gifts and graces. She went ahead and she jumped in and helped Patty to lead the Wednesday night class if the women were gathered for a project, Dee was there, and her legacy continues right now in the women's group. You see, saints use whatever gifts God has given them for the sake of the body of Christ to make that way known and clearer for those who come after them. And the thing is that most saints aren't famous. You know, we get this idea that, you know, to be a fame, uh, it's to be Mother Teresa or Dr. Martin Luther King. That's what a saint. No, most saints are only known to those people that they're really close to. Saints are known to their families intimately. 
Saints are known to their church family. Saints are known to their neighbors. Most saints are only known to the people that they come in contact with. I think that the letter to the Ephesians is such a great example of this, and here's why. Uh, most Bible scholars today don't think it was probably written by Paul. Um, because, you know, Paul had this kind of short ministry before he was martyred in Rome, and this is probably a little bit later than Paul. But we don't really know. It could have been Paul, maybe not, but that's the whole point. It doesn't make it any less important if we don't know who wrote it. It doesn't make it any less uh, Christian witness. It doesn't mean that the message is somehow diminished. It is still this really great, important witness to our lives in Christ, even if the author might be known only to those people 2,000 years ago. It still transmits the faith to us today. And in this letter to the Ephesians, he begins with this idea that God is reconciling the whole of creation. God is reconciling all people. God is reconciling all things unto God, unto God's purposes in and through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. It's this great message of reconciliation. And then in this passage in chapter 3 comes this incredible prayer. I, I say to you, if you're ever at a point where you, you need to pray and you don't know what to pray, turn to this passage. It is this great intercessory prayer for the saints. And it says that I pray that you will be strengthened in your inner being. That Christ will grow within your inner being so that you will be rooted and grounded in love. Oh, this imagery today is so incredible because today we know that trees and fungus and things below the ground, those roots interconnect. Those roots feed one another. If this tree is unhealthy, this tree can transmit things to it beneath the surface where we can't even see. We Christians are rooted and grounded in love in our inner being, woven together in ways we can't see, but we feed one another. We nurture one another. We lift one another up. We help one another walk the path that Jesus has placed before us. And then the prayer says, I pray that through the Holy Spirit you will increase, grow in love which surpasses knowledge. You can never think your way to God. You can't think your way to Jesus. You can't think your way to love. Love itself is the strongest, most powerful gift that comes from God. When I read this, I think about the way the saints have loved that through their faith they've poured themselves out in love for others. And as they cross over and heaven and earth meet, 
That love never ends. That love remains. That love continues to connect to us in that way that is woven together that we can't even understand. It's like a chain. It's a chain that begins with Jesus and and the next link in the chain is the love of the disciples and the next link is Paul and the next link is the writer of Ephesians and the next link is Jerome and down through the centuries until we get to our saints who have crossed over. They're the next link in the chain and we become that chain's link of love on this earth. You see, All Saints Day brings us right back to the end of the story that says God has poured out love in Jesus Christ, in his birth, in his cross, in his resurrection. God's love has been given to us. And each generation is the link in the chain that sends that on to the next and the next and the next that keeps the chain unbroken. The question then for us on All Saints Day is how we are transmitting that faith. How are we, like those who have gone before us, using the gifts and the graces that we have to make the path a little clearer for those who will follow? How do we pray for others, serve others? How do we pour out God's love so that the chain that connects us through all eternity continues on into the future. You see, we're all the saints. God needs every one of us to do what we have been given to do. And someday, we pray that we will be on the side of love where we see face to face. And from that place, we continue to encourage and call and lead the saints until all things are reconciled in Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit,